You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about jefferson airplane surrealistic pillow in the room i have rob meow. ben meow. adam john. and john meow. surrealistic pill <laughs> surrealistic <laughs> pillow is the second album by american rock band jefferson airplane it was released february 1st 1967 on rca victor records as produced by rick gerard the genre is psychedelic rock and folk rock and from all music review bruce etter the second album by Jefferson Airplane, Surrealistic Pillow, was a groundbreaking piece of folk rock based psychedelic, and it hit like a shot heard around the world. Where the later efforts from the band like the Grateful Dead, Quicksilver Messenger Service, and especially the Charlatans were initially not too much more than cult successes, Surrealistic Pillow rode the pop charts for most of 1967, soaring into the rare field top five region occupied by the likes of Beatles, Rolling Stones, and so on, to which few American rock acts apart from the Birds had been able to lay claim since 1964. And decades later, the album still comes off as strong as any of the other artists' best works. From the top 10 single White Rabbit and Somebody to Love to the sublime embryonic journey, the sensibilities are fierce. The material manages to be both melodic and complex, and the performances sparked by new member Grace Slick on most of the lead vocals are inspired, helped along by Jerry Garcia, serving as spiritual and musical advisor and sometimes guitarist. Every song is perfectly cut diamond, too perfect in the eyes of the bandmates who felt that following the direction of producer Rick Sherrard and working with the three and four minute running times and delivering carefully sung accompaniments and succinct solos resulted in a record that didn't represent their live sound, but it did wonderful things within the album framework. The whole album is resplendent in a happy balance of all of these creative elements before excessive experimentation, both musical and chemical, began affecting the band's ability to do straightforward songs. The group never made a better album and few artists from the era ever did. All right, what do we think of Jefferson Airplane? I tell you what, I didn't hate it. I was not, I didn't have high expectations going into it. And uh, I don't love the whole thing, but I liked a lot more of it than I expected to. I went in just knowing 
the two hits, uh, admittedly, like, Stone Cold Classics, like Somebody to Love and White Rabbit, like... They still play them. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are hits, you know, and they're good songs. They're just, you know, stone killers. Uh, I was so burnt out on psychedelic stuff, uh, I wasn't looking forward to listening to it. But I found more of it interesting than I thought I would. I think that there's still there's still a good handful of songs that probably would have been on my personal editing floor. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, I I did not hate it. I went in similarly and had uh, I just never really liked this group, and I don't I never hated them though. I just not never been my thing. I knew the singles, but but I think. It was solid. I think that what I came away with was there's some really creative guitar work um, that sticks out more than most of the psychedelica that I've heard. Um, it's got more edge than most of the psychedelica. And so even though it's not the sound for me, it's got uh, skill and uniqueness that, um, that made it a more interesting listen, just like when it's as far as sticking out from the records that they've loaded up this book with. Yeah, I felt like the this is the leader. Yeah, I feel like this the, is the, yeah. the... This came out and people are like, that's the ba- that's like what we're looking for, what we're looking towards. Hey, you, kid, you, you got know, the goods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it came out in, what did I say, February? And so I feel like 1967, you know, comes out February 1st. They had already been playing for, I think, two years before yeah. this. And so people saw that. And then that Summer of Love, like, was a reflection of that sort of... Uh, I don't know the history, they, but, they, like, they made, that would make sense to They me. made it big. You know, they were one of the bands that made it big that year. And so people had seen them on TV with the psychedelic, the Smothers Brothers. They did this, like, trippy, you know, performance of White Rabbit on there in American Bandstand where they, they really did this like crazy like fuzzy swirls you know in the in yeah, the I think camera that was one of the first times they used the chroma key yeah was, was that on the Smothers and Brothers. so it really changed people's you know perception of you know the the band and like the psychedelic era oh and it's like branding it in a way that's like not just here's the people on stage it's actually putting them as part of their scene pitching to you the whole scene and the whole San Francisco thing and creating the vibe that became so popular, uh, in a way that, you know, isn't just on an album cover, you know, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I knew the hits and I think the hits, like Ben says, are bangers. I mean, somebody to love Grace Slick's vocals are just crushing it. A sound that you've not really heard previously. I mean, uh, that kind of wail in that way, I don't think has been done before her and maybe not really done all that well since, but the rest of the songs sound like Grateful Dead songs. And I don't really like the Grateful Dead. Uh, and so maybe that's for me. I didn't really dig into it all that much and, and enjoy it. Um, there, I'll admit again with Adam, there were more songs on here that I liked than I thought I would like, which the answer is three total, including the two hits. Um, but, uh, but overall, no, I, I wouldn't suggest this as an album to anybody. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of this record. Uh, the things that are bad are terrible and should have <laughs> should have been left on the floor. Um, but I was like, I, I, I was actually um, oh fucking my best friend c- coming back to me. <laughs> oh, dude, Boo, come back to me. Worms, man, that yeah. is a stinker. Yeah. 
But one fun thing, uh, we're listening to the song today, and I was like, where the fuck is the guitar part from? And Black Sheep sampled it for Similac Child, ah. which, boom, like immediately that was like a... All right, maybe I, maybe not so much. A, I mean, it's no Jefferson Starship huh. or no Starship, <laughs> but what is really? But really, no, uh, no but is, no, yeah. like uh, somebody to love, obviously awesome. Uh, three to five of a mile in ten seconds, fucking banger. Uh, embryonic journey, rad. White rabbit, rad. Plastic, fantastic lover, fucking dope, man. I'm sorry, like th- this hit more than it I, I ever expected it to, and like. Um, Surprising to me, like, you know, it, it, and again, I keep, uh, I guess probably for the next fucking year, I'm going to keep harkening back to how much I really dislike this psychedelic shit, (laughs) and this is not a thing that I dislike, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was weird that, like, like, the idea of, like, Grace Slick was some sort of, like, oh my god, she really made the band, and, like, she's only featured on, like, two or three songs on this, like, the songs, like, broke them, though. Sure, but like to call her the lead singer on the majority of this stuff is it's it's weird to introduce her as that when she wasn't. It was like it'd be like calling Nico the the lead singer of the fucking Velvet right. Underground. But it sure sounds like it when you hear those singles. Yeah, you know, when right. you hear those yeah. things that get locked in her brain for decades. You I know? mean, she did get to sit down, like drink her whiskey and smoke some cigarettes for a long time. Well, she was also playing keys. Oh, was she? She was. I think. I don't remember any keyboards on this record. <laughs> well, maybe it's a place to set her drink. <laughs> yeah, she was with the Great Society when they founders, and she was under contract with them. So they bought out her contract for like seven hundred and fifty bucks, and uh, and that was a good investment. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah, we're saying t- today, and I, I think it does back. interesting. Like the recording stuff is interesting because we hear in like the headphones, you hear that echo mm-hmm. and it gets like a louder echo as the song progresses. Just cool stuff like tricks like that are, you know, I, f- I feel like we kind of got a little of that with, uh, well, we got a lot of that with the Velvet Underground, how they were just kind of like mi- how they were mixing and how they were kind of changing uh, your auditory perception of, you know, how things were sounding. I could burst apart and start to cry Today, everything you want, I swear, it all will come true Today, I realized how much I'm in love with you Standing here, I can tell the world what it means to love. To go on from here, I wish this record had a little bit more of the um, the grit that yeah. Velvet Underground had, or yeah, a little of yeah. the nihilism. Like there's, yeah. like they haven't, uh, like Altamont is. Is looming in our future here, <laughs> and that's it's, where it's everything right around the corner, buddy. Everything goes to <laughs> yeah. shit, man. Like. White Rabbit has that, though. I feel like that song, you know, is very succinct. But you're right. There's a, I mean, that that Velvet Underground album is like start to finish. You're like, whoa, every every song is different. It's all kind of interesting. And this one does have a few. As like, dark as White weak. Rabbit it's sounds just got little and as dark as spots. the, like, the drug subject matter, it, it's still, you know, it's still just the imagery of a children's story. Yeah, and I, I gotta yeah. say, like, I, that song, like, 
I know it's a classic and a hit, but like I, I've always found both their big singles, which are like, you know, they're they're yeah, part we built of, the city. Well, um, <laughs> rock and roll, sir. plays the mom, though. <laughs> Listen to the radio. Um, Knee deep in the no, um, But uh, I found these, the thing that comes off for me when I hear them is songs are always a little bit cheesy. And like, like even like uh, White Rabbit, I, I kind of like it, but it's also like, I just feel like if it had been delivered a little differently... It really? would be cooler. Interesting. Um, I like, had the opposite reaction when I re-listened to it. Because I listened to it and I was like, you know, I've heard it like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's just least. heard it. And I was like, the way she was sort of like succinctly pronouncing things. And then like her like... The in, weird... Uh, the like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just like how she's like fitting that in with the... the I think it's the lyrics, maybe, because yeah, it's, yeah. They're, like they're literally, like Ben said, they're reciting, like, here's what happened in that, remember that book? Yeah. Like, but and it's just sort of like, it's I, just not creative enough from like the lyrical standpoint. I think, though, in my head, I was, sometimes I will imagine what it would have been like if you can put yourself in the headspace of someone who is like uh, stoned or like mm. on drugs and they're like hearing these things and it's very childish familiar. but it's familiar and then that book is very yeah. you know LSD driven where right. the you know the queen's talking backwards or the white knight's talking totally. backwards and the queen says what? off with her head and it's like symbolism you know it's like a yeah. big broad symbolism and then at the end she like is like shouting like feed your head yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like Whoa, this is pretty cool. It's it's cooler than I re- kind of remembered of the of the sound. I think yeah, if you can put yourself in the moment, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just like I remember being a like fourteen year old and listening to this and trying to be like, oh, am I into this? And then also listening to like <laughs> heroin by yeah. by uh, Velvet Underground, being like, no, I'm into this. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is way it's heroin is so subtle and drawn out in using all these like nuanced like performance things and there's never anybody just like hammering it in <clears throat> well, i mean yeah. there's no john kale on, yeah on this yeah record. i think like, that's the difference is you have performing art like people who are like performing artists and then you have maybe jefferson airplane is more in this uh spectrum of like jamming out elongating things live yeah. and doing uh, like these these longer jams it's more in the that spectrum because I mean what it said I mean, is heroin's they, a jam. they kind of uh, they yeah and they, they kind of keep these songs obviously not the one coming back to me it's oh, five man. minutes what a fucking it's turd pre- it's pretty painful but the other ones I mean they stick to three minutes uh, for the most part three four minutes which is kind of impressive for 1967 yeah. I can't believe that from this record. To knee deep in the hoopla, it's only, <laughs> only eighteen years, and as a thirty-year, thirty-eight-year-old man now, like thinking back to my twenties and the things that I've gone through, the fact they went from this <laughs> to knee deep in the fucking hoopla is just mind melting. Cocaine's like, a hell of a drug. I did not do nearly enough drugs. We built the city, right? That's what yes. you're referring to. Yeah. On all the album Knee Deep in the Hoopla. Yes. As as you should, okay. as you well know. With, yes. with, its with hit the lyric. Single. Yes. And uh Susanna. It's, it's, it's a good song. But no, like I, I just I can't believe like that fall. Like because it doesn't seem that long ago f- for eighteen years. Eighteen years is a long time in music years. Yeah. But I've been making records for 
over 18 <laughs> years now, and I don't think that I've made... Game up. I don't think I've made knee-deep in the hoopla yet. Yeah, we're actually... I'm. You're I'm, almost knee-deep in the hoopla. I'm, no, it's year 18, actually, Ooh. for my band. Ooh. So... The new record, everybody. <laughs> it's knee deep. Yeah. Oh boy. It's called "We uh, Built This Township on Light Jazz." Um, <laughs> you missed out on naming it. Yeah. Ah, shit. Eighteen years in the knee deep in the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shit. Does anyone else have? Difficulty separating the song "Somebody to Love" with the movie "Cable Guy." Oh, absolutely! I, I, I they're they're synonymous. I can't. They're, they're I, twins. I don't, when Conjoined I hear that twins. song, I don't picture Grace Slick singing. I picture Jim Carrey singing. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's like karaoke scene. Totally. Yeah. He's just like up in the camera. <laughs> yeah. If I recall, somebody call an ambulance. There's a child being born over by the scaffolding. <laughs> <laughs> Within you, dials. Don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? Wouldn't you love somebody to love? You better find somebody to love. Love. One thing I do really appreciate about this album is the fact that the the songs are contained. They don't just jam it out for no, whatever. No, twenty minutes yeah. side B. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, just a full. Still hating on that love. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like... Just you know, if you're gonna, that's that's what they did live. So for them to recognize to just rein it in, make those songs. I always appreciate. I think when artists do that. You have to have a very specific intense for me. To considering the musical do the advisor. Line. Yeah. Old 20-minute Garcia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, forward. guys, have you thought about maybe keeping it to 2 and 30? <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to... Well, what, what you're saying right now, I wonder if that's going to translate into the prog stuff that we're going to be getting no, into. No, I'll be, I'll be okay with that. Um, what I'm talking about is the the noodling like when things have a very specific purpose going into i mean bands i mean i fucking love rush so there's gonna be no problem there uh when it goes into those proggy things because they have a very specific area that they want to go i'm just saying when people start dropping acid and they're just like let's just jam for like 20 minutes on this song and that's it that's our song yeah my question is why you know, like, whenever yeah. I hear stuff like that, my thought is just, like, to what purpose are yeah. you doing this? Because, like... I believe that just about any band of the era that you interview would say it was a good idea at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, balls deep in acid. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. just... It's about... But they were so... I it think they are so consumed about the moment and the experiential quality of, like... I mean, imagine being alive in the 60s and imagine, like, the idea of, like, encountering hallucinogens for the first time... I mean, I remember being a teenager and trying hallucinogens and just being like, 
this is the craziest thing in the world. I mean, your whole perception is altered. You change and have this wild experience. And the idea of transmuting that into music, I mean, it makes sense that they got into jamming because they're trying to just like freely flow out of it. But like most drug experiences, the product is usually less interesting than the feeling. Yeah. And I think that like that, I think that's the lesson that I take from the psychedelic movement is yeah. like, I bet they were having a great time, yeah. but boy, it doesn't sound very interesting to the other people. Also, I feel like in my opinion, a lot of times you have to master, like you have to master an instrument. Oh my God. And yeah. then if you're doing, you're doing all these other drugs or whatever, yeah. something, I mean, give me Carlos Montoya playing flamenco guitar yeah. on acid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's, that's where a lot of that, like, yeah, the acid jazz stuff it just goes beyond what what I'm willing to do. You have to be so like perceptive and then experiment. Yeah, like Country Joe McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Country <laughs> Joe in the fish. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah, the first thing I wrote down, like kind of this, was uh, I mean, it's better than Country Joe in the fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, everybody oh. shits on Country Joe. Oh. It really, yeah, we didn't have a good time that week. <laughs> I wasn't there, and uh, uh, I'm grateful. <clears throat> uh, so how does everybody feel, ultimately? I think I'm on the positive on this one. I It's not my favorite album. I Some of the songs, I actually like, like that Today song. I was like, whoa, Today this, was cool. I like Today. pretty yeah. cool. Um, stuff I hadn't really thought about before, and White Rabbit, for me, is, is pretty cool. Um yeah, I was just having it for that time and sort of representing the... If I had one band to pick, you know, to kind of represent that hippie yeah. West Coast psychedelic, I mean, they're kind of it, right? So, I mean, this, just this, for a positive this, for yeah, me. Yeah, sure, this record um, is... I, I, I would also give it a positive. Um, it's the first, like palatable like of the psychedelic stuff for me at least like the the hard san francisco psych um i'm hard psych (laughs) (laughs) what oh man yeah uh there more good tunes on it than not the time like the actual like song length is you know easily digestible i mean it's more or less just a a pretty solid rock record yeah yeah sure yeah, I, I've got to give it a positive as well. I agree with both of you guys. Like, I don't, I don't think it's bad in a thousand, but I think it's more good than bad. And I think that when it's good, it's classic. I think my my honest opinion is I feel totally neutral about it. In that, like, I would not recommend it, but I would not unrecommend it. And that I just like pe- people if they discovered it, I just feel somewhat indifferent towards it. But that being said, I do think that it's a better representation than a lot of the records of the era. And so it's like, you know, I'm somewhere between those. It's, it's a dumb answer. But like, for me, it's, it's, a new, for, it's a neutral. But if the question was, uh, does it belong in the book? I would say, yes, keep this in the book. Get rid of a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I'm going to give it a neutral. Um, there's, you know, one really amazing song. There's one decent song depending on if you can get into the mindset of being in 1967 
there's a bunch of ones that sound okay. And because they are short and not nudely, I'm not giving it a negative. If it were nudelier and way more experimental, just kind of crapping all over the record, I would give it a negative (laughs) as I've given other psychedelics that we've listened to. But neutral is about as positive you get me. (laughs) So Cool. Anything else about Um, Jefferson Airplane? Well, I do think it's, uh, like on the review that you read, I do think it's uh, pretty funny that this is the best they ever came out with. <laughs> like, apparently... Do you, it just, do you take umbrage with that? <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't, but coming in, like, from only two years, like, the, this is the pinnacle of Jefferson Airplane, and it's just a fucking long It's, a, it's like it's an airplane crash. Yeah. <laughs> well, they yeah. it pretty hard on the drugs it's and alcohol. It's coast and, down, but it's, it's going it's like down. A, it's then like it, a glider. Then it becomes a yeah, starship yeah. and soars into the heavens. Yeah, I was about to say, that's what makes it so funny, is that what happens musically is that the airplane crashes, but in their minds, they're going to space, baby, let's take it to the next level. They're heaven's gate in this moment. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase that hail box. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Pecan pie and taking my balls off. Let's go. Chase that comment. <laughs> uh, aside from being the band that, you know, kind of was successful, they were also the, they were headliners in the three most famous American rock festivals in the 1960s. Does anybody know them all? Just Altamont, off Altamont, Woodstock, 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 and Monterey Pop. Monterey. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh. totally. Yeah, Got yeah, them. Totally. Um, ben, Ben, of course, knows that stuff. Uh, I, sh- I guess I can't go an episode without mentioning that Sarah's mom used to party with them, like, a lot, and she dated, uh, what's his name, Peter Kalkinen, uh, <laughs> the, the brother of Jorma, yeah. for, a, like, a long time, and, uh, one time, I can't believe I didn't say this, but I, I didn't want to, like, embarrass her, but this story's so good. Uh, first time our band ever played San Francisco at the bottom of the hill, we're like setting up on stage. We're opening for somebody. So we're like just trying to get up there, play the show, get it over with because our set's, you know, short. And this guy comes up on stage, like an older guy, and he's like, sh- like, like grabbing Sarah, like shaking her. And I was like, what is going on with this guy? I wonder if he works. What's going on? And it's Peter Kalkinen. <laughs> and he basically just, he just walks up on the stage. He's like, I know your mother. <laughs> he, was being, he was very nice. And he was just like excited. And he came out to see us. And like, it was really like interesting and wild. So was like, we're like about to play. She's like, I'll explain later. <laughs> like, oh, that dude was in Jefferson. All right. Like, it was like my first time in San Francisco. <laughs> Pretty good. That'll do it for this one. Next time we'll be talking about The Kinks. Something else by The Kinks.